Welcome back to Torah Psych 101, where I look into the Torah in order to address psychological issues and concepts that we can only find through the works of the Torah. This week's Torah Psych is dedicated in memory of Lezecher Nishmas, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, who passed away this week. Rabbi Sachs was a prominent figure in the United Kingdom and a respected speaker and author who often combined psychological principles, just like we're doing with Torah Psych in his Torah Thoughts. May his neshama have an aliyah. Rabbi Sachs has once written a Covenant in Conversation article about an African-American family who had moved into a predominantly white neighborhood back in 1966. This is not very common in the 1960s. So just imagine what it was like for little Stephen to sit on his steps with his two brothers and two sisters in this strange new territory. The children waited to be greeted, but most people just looked at them and they continued on their way. This went on for hours until one woman saw them and smiled and welcomed them into the neighborhood. Not only that, but she went into her house and brought out a tray of sandwiches for the children and drinks for all. Stephen and his siblings felt the warmth immediately from this woman. This woman turned out to be an Orthodox Jew named Sarah Kestenbaum. Little Stephen turned out to become Stephen Walker, a professor at Yale University. And he mentions Mrs. Kestenbaum in a work entitled Civility. To this day, Stephen Walker adds, I can close my eyes, I quote, and feel on my tongue the smooth, slick sweetness of the cream cheese and jelly sandwiches that I gobbled on that summer afternoon when I discovered how a single act of genuine and unassuming civility can change a life forever. He relates how this is chesed in its true Hebrew form. All it took was one woman her name happened to be Sarah, who biblically was the wife of Avram, the epitome of an Ish Chesed. In this week's Torah portion, Chayesara deals with the request of Avram to find a suitable mate for his son Yitzchak. He sends out his trusted servant Eliezer to search for a partner for Yitzchak, who would exemplify the same meat of Chesed, which was the bedrock of Avram. So, Eliezer goes out and he encounters Rivka as she is drawing water. He asks for her to tip the jugs of water for him to drink, and then she proceeds to feed his camels as well. If we take the words of the Torah for what they are, Rivka's act of spilling or pouring the jugs of water into the mouth of Eliezer and to the camels it doesn't seem so remarkable. Yet the Torah dedicates so much time in recording and recounting this whole event, which again, on the surface, does not seem so spectacular. So why is this the case? What did Rivka do that made Eliezer decide, yeah, this is the one? Wouldn't you and I be that one too? So social psychologist Dr. Nancy Eisenberg states that when it comes to pro-social or what we call helping behavior, there are four different cognitive processes that one goes through when making a decision. One is perception. That is perceiving the needs of others by interpreting the situation and then making inferences about what the person in that situation is thinking and feeling. Number two is reasoning, evaluating what's actually going on. Number three is problem solving, which is evaluating the best course of action. And number four is decision making, formulating that plan that you're going to carry out and plan to help that somebody who is in need. The Malbim actually alludes to this idea when discussing the whole episode of Eliezer and Rivka, and he refers to the idea that anyone can be kind, but sometimes kindness requires a bit of smarts and reasoning ability. 
Imagine you are Rivka, and you are doing your daily chores of bringing jugs of water to your family. Suddenly, you encounter a stranger coming with some camels asking for water. Instead of running and calling for help, Rivka analyzes the situation and determines that this seemingly nomadic person really is in need of help. She actually tips the jug so he could drink with greater ease. Now she has a dilemma. She just fed a stranger from this jug, and she was not about to bring the rest of the water to her family. That wouldn't be too hygienic, so she goes to plan B, and she feeds the rest of his camels all the remaining water. It took several cognitive processes, which we just discussed, which happened usually in split seconds, for this story to play itself out. The Torah, therefore, gives it more attention and that one would... Uh, would expect so we would carefully analyze the cognitive processes that go into helping one another. It's true that maybe others could have done, done a similar act, but I believe that the Torah is setting the stage for us to understand the cognitive processes that are involved in what true chesed is all about that were discussed by psychologists thousands of years later. I believe that, as was the case with Rifko Imenu and Sarah Kestenbaum, all it takes is one one person to break the unanimity of apathy. Later on, psychologists Latinay and Darley conducted several studies on bystander apathy, or what is popularly referred to as the bystander effect. Why do some people help while others stand by and do nothing, or worse, walk away? In simulated situations, Latinay and Darley subjected participants to situations in which helping was required in order to engage in the pro-social behavior that we call helping. Studies included having people slumped over, seemingly in pain in these large cities, or faking a seizure over a recorded lecture, and very similar studies. The common theme they found was that in larger crowds, people tend to deflect responsibility onto others. Whereas in smaller crowds, lone individuals are more likely to take action. Statistically, only 50% of people would take action when in a crowd, whereas about 75% would take action when they are alone. But I'm more interested in the type of people such as Rifka Imenu and the likes of a Sarah Kestenbaum who took action when alone to decide for themselves what to do. As Rabbi Sachs recounts, that after giving a lecture on civility in the area where Stephen Carter grew up, people remarked, yeah, that's something Sarah would do. We're living in interesting times, some would say divisive times. We need to take the lessons from Rivka and Sarah Kestenbaum and show people like Stephen Carter and people from all walks of life the basic civility that it takes in order to make the world a better place. It only takes one person to be that role model. Will you be that person? Have a great Shabbos.